Dungeons and Dragons? Oh my! It's Top 10 Thursdays with uh, Sean Lemmy. John Otney. And Colin Westman. Got nothing, guys. It was board games. Like When you think of board games, maybe you think of songs and stuff. Right? They're like, like board game monologues. Board, what do you mean board game songs? Well, like from the commercials. Like, pop goes perfection. Put the pieces into the clock. <laughs> <laughs> Make the right connection, but then you could have said like it's it's podcast. Wouldn't have rhymed. It was said it terrible, but it would work. Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons, Sean? One time, I went to a place where Dungeons and Dragons was being played, and they let me make a character, which was really fun. Um, and then we spent the whole rest of the like immediately we went into a battle, which sucked because like the character I made was like a diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the battle went on all night, and then I like at the end we all died because apparently it was it was like one of those things where you're supposed to all lose the fight and like black out, and then like the real story begins. But the fight took so long, the night ended there, and that was my only experience. Dungeons and Dragons because I hated it so much. I feel like I really missed out. I think the uh, the collaborative storytelling thing is probably pretty fun, but I have just has zero interest in the mechanics of the game, so I've never given it a chance. Very thorough. A diplomat. Why would you make a diplomat? <laughs> Does that sound like it's going to be fun? I just thought it would be, like, a fun way for me to fuck shit up for the other guys. I just imagine a guy wearing, like, a colonial jacket and powdered wig. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't, like, fight. He just has really witty retorts. (laughs) Like, you know, he was a class. I don't... Beats me what he was. Like, maybe a bard or something stupid. but i remember i just like put all my like because you have to roll your dice for your stats and stuff and whatever my dice like rolled out to be i was like oh shit i'm gonna put all my points into like language skills and like (laughs) knowledge of history just talk your way out of a battle use your words really interested in this diplomatic bard (laughs) who fights with words that's the future of action movies is like talking action movies I feel like it's really not. <laughs> I feel like the future of action movies is no talking. Has that happened yet? Like an action movie? No one says a single word. It's just all dudes punching and shooting each other and screaming. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer. Uh-huh. Yeah. A movie with multiple characters but no dialogue. <laughs> like they just exchange stares and like that's enough. To know that these guys fucking hate each other. And then they're <laughs> off. Just chasing after each other, shooting each other, killing each other's family members. I don't know. Like, we're all having a lot of fun here, but uh, 
we have to stop. It's time to talk <laughs> about our top ten uh, board games because because um, we've talked about video games, but what about board games? Hmm. They're more interactive. No, they're less interactive. <laughs> but well, you are interacting with humans as opposed to. But I mean, like, I don't know. I guess yeah, it's more it's more interactive, and it's more. You could say it's more social, which kind of mm-hmm. adds like a, a different angle to it. More rage, rage. or about equal rage. It's not that different from video games. They're just old-timey video games. <laughs> but we've played, you know, board games for years and had lots of great memories. Yeah, and uh, I guess it should be said that we're, like, not really a board game group. Like, we haven't played, as a group, like, some of the modern classics, like Dominion or Sellers of Catan. So... Because everyone's too pissed off. <laughs> Especially me. <laughs> Calm down, John. <laughs> I get too competitive with board games. They stress me out. Man, when you can win, and you cross that finish line into the candy kingdom, it's the sweetest feeling. So yeah, I just, I guess, just be warned that we're we're talking about like party games, not not like serious board game games. Like, what's a really serious board game? Carcassonne. Oh God, I can't even say it. Like, all those German board games that are, like, it's pretty legit, but... Yeah, Eliminate the proletariat. <laughs> I don't know why I said, like, a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but w- the ones we're going to talk about are games like Cards Against Humanity. It's like apples to apples, but for uh, uh, grown-ups... This was such a great invention because for a handful of years we were pretty into playing apples and apples. Is that what it's called? Apples, apples, apples to apples. Two apples. Apples to apples. And like trying to find the cards that were like inappropriate or weird or just didn't fit. And I guess if people aren't familiar with these games, then you got to know that it's you put down like a card and then you, f- you use another card. It's like a, it'll be like a sentence and you like kind of fill in a blank or like complete a thought. Yeah, so the yeah, you you have cards that complete another card that one judge puts out. And the judge picks the card that they think is the funniest and then the judge the, the next player gets to be the judge and, and it goes on. So there are two two kinds of cards. So I mean that was a godsend for our group cuz then you could just be inappropriate. Some of the cards are even too like like disturbing for me like uh, some cards i'll never use because they're just so twisted but i guess that's the fun of it uh, i mean some of them are just bummers <laughs> like about the holocaust and stuff God, you know what i hate when i don't know if this, this is uh you guys have ever experienced this but if you've ever played like cards against humanity with like people you don't know as well and then somebody plays a controversial card well, it wasn't like, like example. Like I was playing with some people uh, in college, and I was Autumn was playing too. And I remember she like played. Um, it was I don't know the hall. It was the Holocaust or something. <laughs> of one card, and she won that round too. Um, but then everyone would like like joke later was like, oh Autumn like the you like the Holocaust right? Uh. Like it was a recurring joke. 
it's like what's wrong with you people it was a game it's not like that's pretty, like we really believe these things and so i think you've you found the crux of i think the case against cards against humanity where like cards against humanity gives you the joy of making jokes but it also gives that joy to people who don't know how to make jokes or <laughs> like don't understand what's funny no i mean like that that was definitely my college experience after a while like it almost turned me off of the game where you know i'd get together with like friends from like the motion picture club it's like let's play with 16 people i literally played once with 16 people at that point it's basically like playing with spam bots like it doesn't make sense anymore the game like loses all of its like focus you know you'll have these like sentences that don't make sense you know how would you even like have enough cards to play a game i feel like you'd run out after three turns (laughs) so we gotta everyone's gotta play that's that's like over a hundred cards, right? That are in people's hands at a time. Yeah. I just think of everything you have to sort through on a hand and have to pick one. Fifteen cards, like that's yeah, just sheer numbers is gonna kill. Like, what if you have a really funny card, but it gets read number fifteen? <laughs> you know, you'll ruin you know you ruin some of the subtleties too of people that are actually like playing it clever, like really thinking about it. I was trying to remember one of my all-time favorite hands. It was one, I remember, Sean, where you're playing with your mom. <laughs> now I was going to bring that up. That's my favorite play ever. It's especially special because it came from Sean's mom, of all people. Do you remember what it was, Colin? Yeah, it was, it was a twofer when you have to use two different cards to complete a sentence. And the sentence was... And the Academy Award for Masturbation goes to the gays. <laughs> so horrible. But it's like, it works. That thought makes sense. It, of course, is inappropriate, but that's what the game's all about. It's like using like in a, inappropriateness in a clever and constructive way. And that's why I hate playing it with people that just don't really think about it. Yeah, and, and there's like a whole metagame to like if you're doing it with a small tight-knit group of friends then you can be like ooh you know Colin's going to want ones where you got to think about it or ooh John doesn't want ones where you talk about Jews or the Holocaust <laughs> like there there's a fun playing to people's tastes aspect to the game yeah i think 5 to 6 people is probably like your best. 5 to 6, 5 to 7 anymore is too much. My personal opinion. I think it's true for pretty much any game. Yeah, what game is fun with like, oh, we got 12 people. I guess the next one on our list if you guys are ready to move on. Oh yeah, catchphrase. Catchphrases, I mean, that's that would be two teams of 6 and in the catchphrase uh zone which would be uh pretty can, good because can you can you only have two teams in this game i mean there's no way of enforcing that <laughs> i feel like you could do it with multiple teams. you can just keep passing it around i feel yeah. like we may have done that at some point in time and catchphrase is just like pyramid right it's where you try to have someone guess a word without saying it yeah or uh like taboo is another game in this vein but we liked catchphrase because it was a mushy 
Yeah, you're like I'm sure it like beeped and went off and made some scary noise. No one did scary noise. I think the one we had wasn't like it wasn't one of those digital ones which I've seen. It had like a, it had like I don't know what you would call that. It's like circular pieces of paper that have words that you have to oh, like yes. a disc. Yeah, a disc. Sure, a paper disc that you have to put in there, then you click the button. But there might have been an like electronic buzzer type thing to to keep time. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you weren't using like an hourglass for that. No, you had like a button. Yeah. Board games keeping the hourglass industries <laughs> going. And what other like what other situation do you still use an hourglass? Well, apparently, Judge Ito from OJ Simpson case, all about hourglasses. That dude's surrounded by hourglasses at all times. I like to think there's some dude going to the gym right now. He's like, oh, I gotta do some squats. He gets out his hourglass. <laughs> the sand falls. Oh, gotta be time. Like. I wonder how much like if this hourglass is like oh this is like a, this is like a ten minute hourglass or, like <laughs> it's interesting to think about. I bet they make ten minute hourglasses. Be pretty big, right? Or the sand just falls very slowly. It's big like that one in Aladdin. You kill someone in it. That's cool. Aladdin's cool. That computer effects. It's catchphrase. It's a disc thing that has a word that you have to describe to your team without using that word and your team's like whoa, whoa, whoa what's he gonna what's he describing and it's like, like you want you want your opposing team to have the i don't have have the machine in their hands when the buzzer goes off so it can get kind of intense because you're just like trying to pass it back and forth and then at some point i'm sure somebody drops it and it kind of breaks open like it's <laughs> so simple why is catchphrase fun? There's a timer, so puts the pressure on. It gets your you know adrenaline going, but you also have to be creative. You know, you have to think of descriptive ways to describe what whatever you got in your hands. And then you know, you gotta hope your teammates aren't a bunch of dumbasses. Ah, uh, there, there it is. There's another crux found. What makes the game fun is you get to yell at your friends for being so stupid that you're like, come on, guys. I was saying it's the brown thing that grows out of the ground. And you guys just kept guessing sticks. It's clearly a tree. I thought, see, I thought you were talking about potatoes. God damn it. See, we would, have, not, we would have been bad teammates. I don't think we had set teams for this one, didn't we? I mean, it's been so long since I played this I, one. I, can't I think remember. the only thing we have set teams for is billiards slash pool. No, we have set teams for Pictionary. Yeah. What are our set teams? For I feel Pictionary? like it's usually me and John versus Sean and Nancy. We'll get more. He's, into that he's not later. here, but I'm sure we'll be talking about quite a bit. Oh yeah, um, he is a, in. He's in pieces. He uh, cyborged his body and then. Um, sent each of his limbs to a different continent. <laughs> and they put his butt on the front. And they're not going to fix it. They're not going to, no. <laughs> but he'll be okay. There, are, He has super powerful magnets that will slowly bring him back together. Just not Like Wooly Willy. 
Like Willy Willy. Not, Zach not had a, his board game. Not a board game. Oh, yeah. He's right under Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> we do a list of, like, Slinky. best crappy old-timey toys. <laughs> I just sketch Willy Willy. Slinky. What a piece of junk. Unless it's the Depression. That's all you got. Yeah. It's just got potatoes. Just like, you know, all they had was chess. Chess. Oh, my God, you guys. It's a perfect game. It's a good game. I definitely feel like it's a game for either old people or insane people, though. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just feel like it takes either, like, years of wisdom or, like, like a certain kind of insanity to, like, really tap into chess and, like, appreciate it. Or just being, like, a nerd. I guess you used to be a nerd. No, no one. <laughs> like, that's always the nerdiest club in high school is the chess club. Yeah, doesn't like Martin Shkreli like live stream chess, <laughs> like virtual chess. <laughs> I think that's true. Alongside like League of Legends and stuff. Like League of Legends is just like the next step from chess, you know. Whoa. So Sean, what are your chess experiences? Mostly, <laughs> my chess experiences are being a child and playing with adults. That are letting you win. Probably. Do you feel like you've ever had like a real chess match? Like a challenger approaches. <laughs> so, like I've never been like I'm going to play a strategy in chess. It's always just been reactive. Um and that maybe would different be different now if I if I played chess having you know been in the shit for such a long time now seeing what it's really like out there if i can take those world experiences bring it to the game <laughs> world weariness yeah. seeing some shit <laughs> maybe maybe that'd give me an edge or maybe i'd be so cynical i wouldn't see the uh inspired brilliance that only a child has oh, that's a good point too i didn't think about that yeah my only experience is playing chess or like playing with like my, like my brother when like he's like six or seven or something you know like barely know how to play the game and if i play with an adult i'm sure they're letting me win but like I, i'd be too afraid to like play chess like against someone actually like gets it i, I think, mean i get it for the most part well i mean that's the thing is it's you know easy to ma easy to learn hard to master right like it, it, it takes like no time at all to be like this one moves straight and this one moves diagonally and this one moves two yeah got it I can never really remember the queen. The queen is unlimited. Well, she owns can the I board. jump across the whole board? Yeah. As long as it's a straight line. I just feel like, oh, it has to be a straight line. But it can be diagonal or straight. But not just not like, like, you know, the knight moves in an L shape. But that's, that's unique to him. That's too much power. How come the queen can do all that, but the king can just move one space? Because... He's too fat. He's got gout. It's like Henry VIII. <laughs> and Belinus is out there wrecking shit. When are you make chess the movie? Found out of the dumbest ideas. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it's clearly it's a Middle Ages war movie, right? Yeah, it's either directed by Kenneth Branagh or Guy Ritchie. But yes, 
Middle Age War movie. One one white team, one black team. <laughs> <laughs> black armor. Well, that's the thing, because like half your army are pawns, right? Those are just like dudes. They got little round hats. They're all played by the same actor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want know if I want to get into just the movie, but there's there's potential there. A lot of strategy to be had. Do you guys ever have any like variations like Simpsons chess or like Star Wars chess, anything like that? It's one of those things I've been tempted, you know, you got and you see a nice chess set where it's like, oh my god, they're all spaceships from Star Wars or something. But then you look at the price tag, it's like, yeah, seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like a ridiculous amount of money. It's like because it's made out of like marble. Actually, that doesn't sound that expensive. I'm trying to find like worst chess like movie tie-ins. So, so there's Star Trek 3D chess as well, which I believe is a real game you can learn to play. But oh god, it just hurts my head thinking about it. Yeah, I've really never gotten into it. I think I probably tried it like once when I was a little kid, and I just like didn't get it, <laughs> so I never really tried. <laughs> it's for nerds it's like a really old foreign movie that you see clips of in a film class but you've never actually seen I don't think I was yeah I didn't I don't think I was like it's for nerds I was just like this isn't that fun (laughs) but I was probably like seven when this happened and I just didn't try did you like checkers Uh, yeah it's pretty bad checkers you weren't just like I wish this was more sophisticated. No, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> Don't change anything. <laughs> huh. But, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Different maybe, strokes. Maybe if you like simple games, you probably like Clue. Oh, yeah. Clue is so simple. You can win Clue without even playing yeah but you're not well like a police uh, like a cop could like solve a case that technically like looking at anything but is he really learning anything (laughs) (laughs) you can just guess who the killer is but like he needs to get the clues sean i mean he could be right (laughs) (laughs) of course just like in clue you just start the game i definitely played once with Nancy, and in 10 minutes, he just took a random shot in the dark and got it. But I've also played where it took like 90 minutes. You're remembering that game incorrectly because it was me who got that right. That is the last time I ever played Clue was, uh, God, I don't know. That was like junior high. I think that was during the summer without Sean, <laughs> where just the three of us were hanging out. That's, I wonder if this has happened multiple times because I do have a memory of playing Clue where like we took a long time setting it up and then on the first turn one of you jackasses <laughs> guessed it and the game was over. Or maybe you were there. I don't know. I just remember I took the first guess and it was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> college is one. Well, I played in, in, uh, in college and it took a long time. Because that can happen. It can take a long time. It's not, I don't think it's... it's it's not always that easy. So then tell me, Johnny Boy, how does one play Clue? What's it all well, about? Well, first of all, it's, it's a murder mystery game. Imagine if Dinner Theater was a game. <laughs> Everybody starts with, I think, three cards. 
And um, those cards usually include one of the characters, like a weapon or a room. And you're basically trying to solve who killed Mr. Body in what room with what weapon. And obviously, you know, you already start out with some clues and you're trying to... I don't remember exactly how. You have like a little checklist of um, things you learn, but I don't remember how you learn those things. You go into different rooms, definitely. Maybe you keep pulling cards... It's been a little while since I played. But... Isn't it just you just keep guessing? And it's just kind of trial was, by you... error? No, I don't think so. Because think about how the game ends. Like, the answer is in an envelope. Yeah. And I... so you can't you can't guess without seeing the answer. If you just guess and then look, you're out if you don't get it right. Yeah, that's right. When you make the actual guess, it's it's a pretty big deal. Because <laughs> you got to be pretty positive. Because I definitely maybe I was thinking of one time when I played at Central and Nancy like went for it like ten minutes in and lost. <laughs> and just had to watch. Just, I mean, just got overly confident. Pretty easy. That's actually that's what happened rules. to the podcast this time. Is uh, Nancy guessed our top ten before we started recording, and so he had he had to sit the podcast out <laughs> to see if he got the top ten right. He got it right. But yeah, I don't remember. You go into the rooms. It'd be very oh, easy to look ask, up. Do you ask like the next person, like, like, do you have like Mr. Black? <laughs> I don't remember how it works. But I thought it was fun. I think it's like a it's a clever premise, you know, solving a murder mystery with a board game. Seems a little like there's a little like another layer of complexity and creativity in there. As opposed to most American board games, this was a British board game, by the way. It's called Cluedo. Cluedo. Oh my God! Now we've we've gotten to the crux yet again. Did we miss out on a good childhood because it was just called Clue for us instead of Cluedo? Is is Cluedo like a an English term? Never heard that before. Cluedo. Like it's just a cool like what is word that they invented. <laughs> Cluedo. Got to find the clues, Joe. <laughs> like the yeah. play on Clue and Ludo. What the hell is Ludo? Like Ludo. Is that a Boss Skag song? <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Ludo. What's that Boss Skag song? Ooh, bitch, get out the way. One for the road. Oh. Ludo Shuffle. Ludo. <laughs> that song sucks. Um, but I like all the characters too. They're all named after colors. I mean, yeah. how can you not love a character called Colonel Mustard? Colonel Mustard. I mean, isn't like when you play, who's your go-to? Like, which one do you want to play as the most? Sean? <laughs> like for me, it's definitely Colonel Mustard. What a preposterous mm-hmm. question. He's, he's you don't the look at one coolest. of those like, I want that. There's a Colonel. What's the other guy's just like, Mr. It's just like, I'm Mr. Green. Like, oh yeah, who that gives guy. a shit about you? That guy's so he's reverend green. That guy's like super tough. He's a reverend? He's a super tough reverend? Well, that's interesting. No, I I feel like he's basically Wilson Fisk in like the American version. He's like, I'm gonna fucking break your neck. I'm fucking Mr. Green. I don't know if that's the route they took in that clue movie. Which is an okay movie. I kinda like it. It's definitely got a cult following. Who is Mr. Green? 
and that. I hope it was Warren Green. Oh, it's Michael McKean. See, that's totally wrong. They totally fucked up everything in the Clue movie. This is not how I imagined the cast. That's due for a remake, right? Unfortunately, probably. Have you seen guess, all of see. the endings? I think so, because when they used to show it on Comedy Central, like back in the days when Comedy Central and VH1 shared the same channel, um, I feel like they'd show all of them together. Like they'd show all three endings, or three or four, however many it was. So I think I have. The, the one I remember the most is where everyone did it, but Michael McKean. He's like, I'm going to sleep with my wife. <laughs> I remember very little of the movie. I want a Clue movie that's like really serious. <laughs> Got like Oscar winners in it. Got Daniel Day-Lewis. That's what they do, right? I mean, that's what they did with Battleship. Just do it super serious. Liam Neeson's definitely Colonel Mustard. Or Mr. Green. <laughs> and plus, there's all there's all the hilarious like variations. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen Big Bang Theory clue. <laughs> really? I don't think who, I've ever who, seen a clue. Who murdered Wallowitz's mom? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what did what did they murder her with? Like, like a Captain Kirk Picard's action flute. figure. <laughs> Cards flute. The Infinity Cube. Or Infinity Gauntlet. Sean, throw something nerdy in the mix. You know, nerdy things. Indiana Jones whip. <laughs> they There's a whip in whip, right? They whipped her to death. There's a whip in <laughs> That was actually pretty disgusting. All those were just like dorky fun. That was actually like horrific. Whipped. Being whipped to death. <laughs> Happens all the time. No, it was Sheldon in the the game room. What's a nerd room? The observatory. I can't think of. They only just have the one apartment. They all live in, which doesn't make any sense. They got to make plenty of money at their job. Why don't they all have to sit in their own places? They got a pretty nice apartment, though. I, only two of them live together. Yeah, but like they don't need to. And what's this? Wallowitz lives with his mom. Doesn't he like work for NASA? What the fuck is that? Just saying. Bullshit. Also, a good nerd room is the holodeck. Oh, God. Perfect. So, so there you go. You just had to use your cranium. That's the next game we're going to talk about. Cranium. It's a cheating game because it's literally like, what if we took the game of life and then instead of playing the game of life you just played other games on every turn like Trivial Pursuit or Pictionary or Charades. Have you ever played it where the the, the clay was not like all dried out? Or like dried out and smells so bad. I feel like we feel like have the clay a, is always rude. I feel like we have a pretty new copy of Cranium. I think our clay is alright. Well, we haven't checked it plus, in a while. Plus we played it once maybe. That, that Play-Doh is probably pretty fucked up at this point. Maybe. And it's hard to get replacement clay. I mean, you go to like a Baby's RS or something. Just go buy some Play-Doh. Is Play-Doh around still? Are kids into Play-Doh anymore? Yeah, it's it's still around. I don't know if kids are into it, but it's definitely still around. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's something about childhood that I just didn't get. <laughs> Eating Play-Doh. 
Why would you want to do that? Like, I do get if you're tricked. I think like, John's about remember, to admit that he had a horrible I remember, I remember Play-Doh addiction. Things, I remember they, they put out things where you could sculpt Play-Doh into food. And I get it if you're, like, confused by that and eat it. But if you're just like, I'm just mashing this around in my hands. It's, it's colorful. Eat it. It's colorful. It's like candy. It's like dough candy. Definitely put play in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Not proud to admit that as an adult. It's got a nice saltiness to it that's <laughs> unlike anything else. If if you if I have to give you like it from the point of view of someone who like doesn't think it's so bad, then uh, that, yeah, that's it. It has this weird salty taste. I'm not saying I'm not. I think I have tasted it. Like I tasted a blade of grass as well. But like uh, those were. I don't think things I repeated. What what is it? Was that very pleasurable to you? Were you just drawn to it? I mean, I wasn't doing it all the time, but I'm sure every time I did it, I was like, "Hey, this tastes pretty good." Remember? <laughs> Little nibble. You didn't feel like, oh no, I'm eating my toy. I'm not gonna have this toy anymore. Well, you didn't. You didn't swallow it, did you? Or did you just chew on it? I didn't. It? I don't think I swallowed it. No. Okay. Oh, even worse. It's, I'm not that it's, intense. It's just about the did taste. You just link me an image of you eating Play-Doh. No. No, I sent you. I was looking up all the Clue spinoffs. I couldn't find them while we were talking about Clue, but there's some pretty hilarious Seinfeld ones. One I sent Clue. you guys is Seinfeld. I also see there's one that's 24. And the office. I hope the twenty-four one. You're just looking for where the bomb is. That's the, the only bomb's weapon. In the Oval Office. It's only one weapon, and it's the bomb. <laughs> Always guess the bomb. Yeah. Uh, so cranium. You you need a fair number of people to play cranium. There are a few of those games that are like. One person manipulates the limb of another person. It's like, well, you gotta have like six people if you're gonna do something like that. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. For a while, I didn't like it because um, I had to play it like, like at yeah, college. Because like you, you play games, and you know, obviously, I don't know everybody, so you gotta play with, like strangers. And I'd be playing with Nancy. I just want to be on Nancy's team, but no, I gotta play with some fucking douchebag I don't like and don't know. <laughs> And we're like winning, but I don't care. I hate this guy. <laughs> I won't name him. What? Was Nancy just like refusing to be on your team? Nancy's never on my team for anything. It all starts. It all goes back to like seventh grade gym class, where it's like we're gonna have badminton teams, and it's like oh cool. And Nancy didn't want to be on my team. It's like we're friends and we're in the same class. But no, I'm gonna be with Nick Assmaster so we can win. <laughs> so I'm stuck with AJ as my badminton partner. He just wanted to win. Ah, oh, God, it's such a douchey thing to do. Too much influence from like hanging out with like Ryan Bosler and stuff. Sure. It's gonna be so cool. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying like cranium can be kind of like embarrassing like if you're doing like charades with like people you don't really know i think i think charades is always embarrassing especially when you like have to sing i guess that's not charades that's more cranium like you know there's singing ones right yeah how can you not like to sing you sing in a band it's too intimate yeah like one time 
how do the Humpty Dumpty dance or song or whatever, you know, that hip hop song? How well do you know that song? Not very well. I don't know. I don't even know the name about. of it. I, I'm pretty sure it was on a jock jam. <laughs> kind of disappointed you don't know it, Sean. You should know it the most. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Not that song. I feel like everybody might have sang that song, though, when we played that particular game. Let's see. I'm trying to look it up. Humpty Dumpty Dance. It's got a. It's on Jock Jams Volume Three. I'm not sure I had Volume Three. I know I had Volume Four, and I think Volume One. <laughs> volume Three has cheerleaders on it. I did not have Volume Three. By the way, all of them have cheerleaders. <laughs> I remember you gave me one that had a football player on it. It was Jock Rock. Jock Rock, totally different. That was. That's like '70s rock music. Oh yeah, it's like Gary Glitter and stuff. <laughs> Fucking rocks. Um, what were we talking? Cranium. Cranium. Yeah, yeah clay is always dried out. I like drawing. I like the one where you draw, but you can't like look at it. Yeah, eyes closed drawing. <laughs> Senso sketch. That always looks like shit. What's the one that no one ever wants to get? Just like the number ones. <laughs> Cloodle or something. Yeah, number ones definitely, or ones where you have to like spell backwards, but like as a team. Because I feel like there's. Oh yeah. Two categories, like one's just like words, word shit, and one's number shit, and it's like that's oh, boring. Oh god, I hate numbers. I hate them so much. The, the, they're great because they're questions that are in exactly the right difficulty level for like, if I get this wrong, I feel like an idiot. If I get this right, I don't feel that good about getting it right. Whoever wins, we lose. Is that the tagline to something? <laughs> Whoever wins. That's definitely the tagline. That's um, Alien versus Predator. Okay. <laughs> Whoever wins. I, yeah, it is. <laughs> I didn't think it was applicable to Cranium, but it is. Whoever wins. We lose. Fuck. Cranium. It's fun. For large groups. Unlike the game of life, which is just sad. It's not sad. I mean, real life is sad, but Game of Life is like this weird cotton candy version of life that doesn't exist. We're hurtling towards death. Taxes. Or I don't know. Towards... I feel like I always do pretty good and get some pretty sweet accomplishments. <laughs> Last time I played, I invented a new ice cream flavor and was the president. <laughs> president ice cream. Can you imagine if like Obama's like, uh, made this new flavor. It's uh, awesome sauce. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like he could do it if he really wanted to. I mean, he's the president. Like, he can't just call up Ben and Jerry's and be like, I uh, want a flavor. <laughs> want to call it awesome sauce. What would Barack Obama put in awesome sauce? What does he like? He know. really likes nachos. So he put, like, nacho <laughs> cheese in it. Can you put the nacho cheese in there? Maybe some little candy jalapenos. What the hell are candy jalapenos? (laughs) This tastes so bad. What else in nachos could like you turn into sweet stuff? I guess like little like bits of chips. (laughs) Maybe maybe it just looks like nachos. The ice cream is sour cream flavored. Disgusting. This sounds like you would have to throw up after eating it. (laughs) There's no way. It's so good. 
it's, instead of hot fudge, you just put real nacho cheese on it. Mm-hmm. God, Baba's awesome sauce. It's just cold nacho sludge. Cold nachos. Ben and Jerry's cold nacho sludge. Got Obama like done like that. Uh, you know that hope style poster. <laughs> But yeah, that's last time I was life. Those are my accomplishments, and I didn't go to college. Yeah, I think the last time I played life is like you didn't go to college. You get to be a factory worker. So sometimes it sets realistic expectations, but in my experience, it really doesn't. Like I feel like it's always best to skip college because, I mean, picking the jobs is such a gamble. You know, you could you could go to college in that game and pick a sweet job, but you still have like really shitty pay. I think not going to college limits you some of the cards, but you still have a good shot at being like, you know, a millionaire bricklayer. <laughs> <laughs> becomes the president. The, the side. Of, well, okay. So the downside of going to college was it took you longer to do what? You like lost a turn, right? But or like, no, you 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 got like your career right away, and you couldn't get your career right away. But so like, you, you did get people getting ahead of you like really affect the game in any way? Like, I f- it, what's the advantage of finishing? Your first? wealth is a is a big deal, right? Like, how much you yeah. finish with money wise? So you can start making money faster. Oh God! See now, now the metaphor of this game is bumming me out so much. Because, like, the whole point of the game is to make as much money as possible, right? And then die with as much money as possible in the bank. As much money as possible, unspent, unused, unbequeathed to anyone. <laughs> Becoming Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> That's the game of life. Oh, my God. You are behind a wife and kids. Now the wife has to drive the car alone. Does that? I know that game has like you pick like your house and it's like these nice cards. Does it have like you pick your retirement home? <laughs> I don't think it does. Yeah, it's got. Well, it's got like a sh- retirement community that you end the game in. You pick the community, it? or you pick the graveyard. <laughs> Just gonna lay down here for a while. <laughs> I don't want to retire. Walking out. <laughs> She's jumping the grave. Streets will do. No, I think it's funny just, I mean, just because how ridiculous it is. It's definitely a lot weirder as an adult because you're like, kids are like, gotta kind of think this is how life is kind of like. <laughs> you know? Random I mean, I think chance. think it's just easy. Random it's all about rolling the dice. But isn't it really, though? I don't know. I feel like the last time I played this game, it felt kind of boring. <laughs> I feel like it's a game where too much of it relies on random chance. Like, there isn't a ton of strategy, I feel like. And thus we discover Colin's worldview. <laughs> That's a good point. I just feel like you guys were bored, too. I'm pretty sure it was with you guys the last time I played this. Yeah, it, it can be boring, but sometimes it can be funny. Maybe. <laughs> you, know, you know what's real funny? As if... <laughs> When you get, when you get married, if you put your spouse, it's also a blue one. So it's like you two guys. <laughs> Dude, that's hysterical. It was back then. Now it's just like 
Yeah, you're getting nothing, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> it can actually happen in real life. Trying the laundry. Elevator music begins now. You guys talk about something. I'll be right back. Colin, I was in the uh, elevator today, and I met someone else who lives in our building on our floor. Mm. Who wasn't, you know, the creepy guy. <laughs> Was it the lady that lives on the other side of my bedroom? No. 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 It's the, it was, it's the dude who lives in the double-decker apartment. Right next mm. to the elevator. Fancy man. I don't know. Maybe that's like a really small space, and so they make up for it by doubling its height. It sounds like a weird place to live. <laughs> and all that elevator. Also, it still smells like farts in the hallway. I thought it smelled more like garbage. <laughs> sure, garbage farts. There's a difference. <laughs> Really difference, and there's of course the, that body odor stink from creepy guy mixed in there. Yeah. Did you say garbage farts? Did I hear that. Maybe. Mm. What's a gar? No one said that. Not, Not really, but it was kind of. It was implied. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, Sean said it smelled like farts, and I said it smelled more like garbage. Oh, I like garbage farts because I don't know what that would. I mean, I guess that's <laughs> if you garbage. eat a bunch of garbage and you fart. <laughs> God, that would be the worst. Or, 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 or you, you're like walking with like a full garbage bag, but there's just like a little room and you feel the urge to fart and so you open up the garbage bag and you fart into the garbage bag and then you quickly tie it shut. Then what do you do with the bag of fart? Um... <laughs> Well, I would hope you're on your way to throw this bag of garbage away. You're not just carrying it around. <laughs> Put a fart on you. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't be effective because it would probably smell more like garbage than farts. Cause... No, Colin, it's well, the thing effective. is you have to get them to want to open the bag for some reason like, to like, really you, let it out. I got you some garbage, dude. Dude, check out what I got in here. This is what you poured. <laughs> It smells bad because it's it's the dirtiest porn. It's the dirtiest porn. <laughs> oh, nice. Slightly used. That's what I'm into, bro. And you open it up. Oh, no. Face full of fart. Friendship over. <laughs> oh, no. My worst nightmare is playing Moncala. Because I don't know what that is. I just wanted to have a little section to, to give a shout out to the simpler games in life. Like, Moncala is a game where you have um, these buckets of gems and you, like, pick them up and distribute them to collect more gems for yourself. It's, it's like, kind of in the vein of, you know, like, sometimes you go to, like, a diner and they have that, like, IQ test game where it's just, like, a bunch of pegs and you just, like, pick one peg up and hop it over the next peg and then you take that peg out and you try to see how many pegs you can take out. It's, like, that kind of game. But this one's from, like, Africa, supposedly. Yeah, this goes way back, right? I'm looking at this. I, I can't figure out how to play it. It just looks like a snack tray. <laughs> well, you take the gummy bears out of one snack tray, and you, like, distribute them, and then you get them. How many people can play this game at once? Two? I think it's two. Looks like there's one side where you put your gems. Yeah, you're trying to fill your bucket. That's interesting. I re- I don't think I've ever heard of this. 
doesn't even look familiar. I figured, oh, I'll look at a picture. I'm like, oh, that thing. But no, this looks like some ancient game. <laughs> it's played in ancient times. Anyway, uh, like I, uh, this was just like we used to go uh, camping all the time when I was a kid, and you know, so that's why there's like a summer without Sean. <laughs> so we were camping. Also, because of like relativity, where like if I'm gone for four weeks out of the like nine weeks of summer, they're like, "Oh my God, is Sean dead?" <laughs> but we always we always brought some games with us, or uh, we would we would play some games too. Um, you know games without boards or pieces or anything and you know monopoly was certainly part of it uh gin rummy crowd favorite uh another card game called wizard which is kind of similar to gin rummy uh, or spades um but Moncala, that was just like this really like weird thing i feel like my mom just like pulled it out of nowhere and was like let us play this ancient game yeah, you can go download an app and probably just by pressing accidentally you'll figure out how to play the game. Most app games. And then suddenly I've spent $700. We've all been there in Monopoly, right? Oh, man. Seriously. Woo. Going broke. Bitch, I'm broke. Monopoly is an interesting game because it's the only game I can think of where there's just a universally agreed upon set of house rules. Like, everybody knows them, right? Everybody knows, like, you put your, your taxes and shit on free parking, and if you land on free parking, you get it. Like, everybody knows this. Everybody plays like that, but that's not a rule of the game. <laughs> I like the one where you start with a certain amount of money. Maybe that's always how. I don't know. You all start with It'll be really tough if you start with no money. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's maybe, is there a way you start that's like sped up? Like, you already get some cards? Yeah, I've Man. played that version where you get like three or four properties just just to move it along a bit since it is a very long a little, game. A little more realistic because you're like a land baron. Yeah. Very few people are just like, I'm rich. I'm going to become a land baron. <laughs> but it's like a lot of stress for me because it's like there's like a little, there's just enough math for me to be like, Ugh. there's not much, but there's just <laughs> enough. <laughs> And then, like, I can't think far enough ahead about, like, am I going to keep these properties? Am I going to sell these properties? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I worry the whole game. And then until I'm, like, just fucking broke as shit, it sucks. <laughs> the only strategy I've adopted in recent years is to control the railroads. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just cool. And I because feel the... like... Well, yeah, you just... Yeah, I guess I just like to say... I control the railroads. Control the railroads. I make sure the... the What is it? The trains run on time. So the railroads, if I remember correctly, they stack off of each other, right? So the more railroads you own, the more more expensive it is to land on any railroad. And so... And that that takes no investment except for purchasing property. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it's just something people underestimate. Because it's, it's it's it doesn't give you win the game money, but it does give you don't immediately lose the game money. Yeah, like I'm all about just just hanging in there. And so 
Just like if I can slowly collect some funds from my railroad monopoly. It helps. <laughs> so uh, I think going back to the house rules thing, Monopoly, if played without the idea of exchanging property, is just an exhausting, lengthy march to everyone's eventual demise. It's just miserable. Because if you if you just rely on stubbornness and luck, like... And if ev- if everybody does that, if everybody just relies on luck, eventually every property will be purchased. But like, one person will have one monopoly, and you'll just suffer for four <laughs> hours until the game finally. You ends. Just keep laying it on the same spot or you know same area that and, someone owns. Oh, and it'll be devastating, right? Because that person will I'll have, they'll put all their hotels on like the greens, right? And then you'll roll a seven, and you'll just skip over the greens, and then you have to wait the whole board again until that person comes back. <laughs> So I think the the real fun in Monopoly comes when you start bringing in your own economic theories and and trying to do some under the table bullshit like uh, like trading properties for cash or additional properties or forgiving debts or all sorts of fun dastardly tactics. I feel like the last time we played, it was just you, me, and Nancy. And me and Sean were definitely on each other's side, I feel like. I feel like we made a lot of deals that, like, weren't... We made a lot of deals because Nancy expressly said, I'm not going to make any deals. Yeah, he's definitely... (laughs) Definitely leads into the whole stubbornness aspect of the game. So it's like me and Sean had to make some, like, crappy deals where neither of us really benefited but we just wanted to keep each other in the game basically i think i ended up like trading with him like i gave him a monopoly and he got me like closer to another monopoly that you had the last piece Mm -hmm. but he was like that's it for me and and i'm just gonna build up this monopoly and fuck the game up and you know he won yeah it's just miserable that wasn't the last time i played the last time i played was with my family but very similar experience of like the writing was on the wall how this game was going to end about two hours before the game ended. <laughs> My little brother Kevin. Of course. <laughs> sure was. Real estate. Gotta own property. What's the funniest spinoff of Monopoly you play? Like Monopoly version. The the funniest. I've I have the National Parks Monopoly. That's the funniest one I got. So, let's settle this once and for all. Is Monopoly a bad game? <laughs> I just hate playing it with Nancy. Well. Okay, <laughs> I've just gotten the notion that John hates playing it. Period. But maybe, maybe it does have to do with him. <laughs> I like playing it. Sean, <laughs> maybe, I maybe, think... maybe I do like the aspect of being able to bond with Sean over a game 
because I feel like whenever we play video games, I'm always against Sean because he's better than everyone. But <laughs> Sean's like Sean, Sean's a bit more vulnerable when it comes to Monopoly. I feel like Monopoly's well. First of all, I hate the stress of also having to be the banker. I'm always trying to pass that <laughs> one to other people. Um, but I think it's like Monopoly's like really fun in the beginning. It's it's. Like so many things, it seems like a great idea at the time, and then by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, what was I thinking? I feel like I'd enjoy it if I was just playing with people who aren't so intense. You guys aren't, Nancy is. And I'm intense, but I'm just stressed. I like to put people who aren't here on blast, too. That's good. So, what's our next thing? topic of discussion well it's something that kind of stresses me out but in a different way because it's scary as shit and that's nightmare <laughs> nightmare <laughs> the video board game one of the strangest genres of games <laughs> there is these these existed back in like the early 90s where it's like hey let's give like people a board game and then it comes to the vhs now, for children out there who didn't have to deal with a tape before, like they probably have games like this now that are on discs or on computers or on websites where they can actually randomize things. Fucking a VHS tape, that's a linear <laughs> roll of tape. It, it goes through the same footage, the same sounds, every goddamn time. You can only play a video board game like once every five years. <laughs> It's going to be the same experience, but goddamn nightmare. What one hell of an experience. Okay, so basically it's a graveyard board like game. Like you got this big graveyard and you're all playing as like, you're like a baron who's a zombie or like a cursed werewolf or like a mummy princess. And then on your TV screen is this guy... <laughs> I want to say he's just like the gatekeeper. <laughs> I'm trying to find out. Just like a guy in a hood. Very ominous looking. Oh, the mysterious stranger. Yes. And uh, played by this great, like, just the greatest actor. <laughs> <laughs> and um, really all he does is like, just taunt you and make sure you play the game fast and like he'll dictate certain things like he's like on the next turn like the one who's closest to death meaning like the oldest will go first like he'll switch up the order and, and do stuff like that and you know if you have a vivid imagination you'll feel like he's talking to you like you old one you're like yeah it's like yes I'm talking to you <laughs> And um, the best, my favorite, is like he'll like pretend to ask you something. You know, like when you're watching like blue, like I, I don't know why I said when you're watching. I was gonna say like Blue's Clues, not really. <laughs> it is that kind of experience. But it's that kind of thing where it's, or Dora the Explorer, where he's like you, and you're like yes, and he'll go like, huh. <laughs> so that's kind of, kind of funny. Like you'll say something like what, what? and then you like he'll leave a blank space for you to say something again. Like, that kind of feels like a back and forth. Uh, it's incredibly stupid, but like, it's, like, kind of effective if you've never played it before and if you, you know, if you're into kind of role-playing a little bit. And then, you know, this game is timed. I think you only have maybe, like, less 
that an hour to play it. Um, that actually makes it hard. The first time I like, I remember me and Colin once played in like a New Year's. I hadn't played it in years. Like, couldn't just finish the. Like, there's too much to do. Like, like too much board to complete to to do in sixty minutes. So like, you, everyone just loses, and the gatekeeper wins. I guess I don't know. you all go to hell. You all remain in the nightmare. And because, uh, like, when he's not talking, there's just, like, a clock ticking down on the screen. That's kind of cool. And every time he comes back, he's a little, like, creepier. Like, they do, like, stupid, like, effects to his voice. And they, like, probably put more, like, crappy, like, latex on his face. Or, like, bathe him in green light. Try to make him scarier. Cheap-ass game, but inventive, funny, um not gonna make this list because who the fuck's ever heard of nightmare <laughs> i bet you somewhere out there is this genius who has memorized the whole tape knows all the moves all the twists has the secret strategy to always win nightmare no matter what happens and for this person i'm glad we had this conversation i hope we cross paths I'm looking up the guy who starred in Nightmare. See if he's done anything he's else. He's born in the USSR. Oh. He's sweet. Wenanti Nosul as the gatekeeper. I mean, people must... There, there must have been an audience for this game because it did have a sequel, which they'd play the trailer for at the end of the tape, and you can you can watch on YouTube. It's pretty hilarious. It's Nightmare 2, like Baron Samidi's Revenge or something. And it's this great trailer of the zoom in on a uh, tombstone. And then this crappy like zombie, like the worst makeup ever. It looks like Freddy Krueger threw up all over himself, jumps out of a grave and goes, throw me! <laughs> You're like, whoa. Like, is I supposed to be scared by that? I guess so. But it's a weird thing to say. Throw me! <laughs> I want to have a good time. <laughs> it is a game. Games are supposed to be fun. Possibly thrilling. Um, But yeah, I just have that one memory of playing it with you on New Year's Eve. We play it one more time later. I think so, because Nancy wasn't there. Because he like was going to some other cooler party that night. And so I, <laughs> so I was just like, God, what am I going to do with this New Year's? So I remember walking to John's house, just being like, "What are we gonna do?" <laughs> John pulls out this VHS board game. It was, it was pretty fun. I had a good time. I think it was just you, me, and Paul, your brother. And if you're not sold, here's the brief description: the game is set in a place known as the other side. This place has six harbingers, each of whom has authority over a province. To play the game, each player adopts the persona of one of the harbingers. Gavadin the werewolf, Helen the poltergeist, and it's spelled like Helen, like hell, you're in hell, L in. Got it. Khufu the mummy, Baron Samidi the zombie, Anna de Chantrain the witch, and Elizabeth Bathory the vampire. The final character in the game is the gatekeeper, whose job is to ensure that the other characters do not escape from the other side. <laughs> do we know that they only made one sequel to this? I don't game. know, actually. I'd love to see if there's a third one. The game was made by a company called A Couple of Cowboys. <laughs> a Couple of Cowboys? 
<laughs> Australian board game company from the early 90s. I'll look up Nightmare 3 video board game. There's definitely a, We know there's a Nightmare 2. We've seen it. <laughs> there's some meaty. Oh, yeah, there's a third one. Nightmare 3. Oh, it's the witch is like the main character and she looks really scary. Oh god, this looks so scary. Important to play the sequel game, the original Nightmare game is required. What? No wonder this shit didn't take off. Do you think it was only the Yeah, do you think it was only the VHS it didn't come with a board game? It's like an It's like an expansion pack sort of. Oh yeah. They were doing this shit in the early 90s. <laughs> So, John, you're saying we could watch this shit on YouTube and play with your board. If I still had it. But all you need is the board. Yeah, you wouldn't technically need the tape. So, God, I want to get... Oh, dude, someone has, like, a DVD of Nightmare. Like, he put all the Nightmares on a DVD. Can you buy this? Nightmare 4? Oh, my God. There's a fourth one. We're going to have some fun in the future. Oh my! The fourth one has like some sort of hideous bat monster on the cover. I bet it's played by Ray Winstone. <laughs> like one of his early, his early roles. Mm-hmm. Made me remember me from Nightmare Four. <laughs> Who's he talking to? <laughs> I am Washington. Sounds really tired when he says that. I'll make sure to do some nightmare-related research off-podcast, and uh, who knows? Maybe this isn't the last you'll hear of Nightmare. <laughs> it is the last you will hear of Nightmare, podcast listener, because it's time for us to talk about Pictionary, the game of picture craft. You get a clue or something you have to draw, and you got to draw it, and you got a little hourglass... Got a little okay. hourglass, and you're so tempted to just like point at parts of it or write words, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst when you draw something and you just start circling it, and you're just like, "It's the thing. Look at it. I'm circling it." Shall I draw it for you a second time? Yeah. <laughs> when you do that, you know this is just you're <laughs> fucked. It's not gonna happen. Maybe this will turn out better the second time. <laughs> Maybe if it's more detailed, if I put some shadowing on the face. <laughs> mm, yes. Shadowing. It's time for shadowing when you've got a trickle of sand between failure and success. Uh, you know what's funny? I have, I literally have only one memory of someone drawing something. Pictionary, but it's always stuck with me. I don't remember even who's drawing it. I, I can't remember if it was Colin or Sean drawing it. Maybe Sean. All I remember is like the you had to draw New Z- New Zealand, and someone just started drawing Peter Jackson, as if and if as if like oh that's Peter Jackson obviously. <laughs> <laughs> always stuck with me. It definitely sounds like a Sean. Yeah, Sean just starts drawing this little beard. Probably he'd probably do the continent and then drew like a bearded man next to it. Hopefully I work my way up to Kiwi. <laughs> uh, this is definitely a game where we play. We we, we usually had set teams. It's me and Colin versus Sean and Nancy. Sean like and Nancy always Nancy won. Not always. We definitely won a couple times. Okay. The thing is, our teams play totally different. Like, 
me and Colin's drawings are way more detailed. The sl- the guesses are a lot slower. There's not as many. Whereas I feel like Sean Nancy, it's like rapid fire. It's like <laughs> you, you just draw like a squiggle and you got it. Because you're just ge- you're just guessing, 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 guessing. Mm. I can't think that fast. Yeah. I need you really detailed. I got to work on the shading. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's it's an interesting choice for our group, at least the the four of us, because like three of us in elementary school spent recesses like drawing comic books and stuff, and the other one is like I'm gonna go play sports with cooler people. It's coming up a lot in this uh, <laughs> <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> Nancy betraying us in some way. He's not even here. <laughs> He's, He's too cool to with this. his Don't back fade. We're playing sports. <laughs> Meanwhile, what were we? Do- where were we doing? We weren't playing sports. We were, we're like drawing comics. Hell yeah, we're fine right now. Quick go comics. We're not hurt. Um. So I, it played on at least seventy-five percent of our strengths. Um. <laughs> Which made it a fun game. Like I, I don't know if you ever played with, with normals, but you feel pretty good when you when you can like, you have the mastery to draw things that aren't stick figures. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've, I. I feel like it'd be too. It'd be too weird to play with someone I didn't know that. Well. That's another reason I probably don't like a lot of board games. Too much like social anxiety of like <laughs> uh, I gotta like interact with people, but it's like competitive and weird. Oh shit! Nightmare costs eighty nine forty five on Amazon. Oh, I'm sure there's other ways to get it. You're pretty sure you don't have that copy from your childhood. I'm your not life? positive. I just have would have. I have no idea where it'd be. It'd probably be like in a storage locker somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even paying for it anymore 50-50 your key still works I mean there's four nightmares so hopefully I'll just track one down someday right I mean I'll get, I'll get lucky I don't there, even... must, there must be amazing video games now where they're, they're you know board games where you download an app on your iPad or okay, like... but it's gotta be spooky Sean it's gotta be have this guy who's like woo <laughs> I mean, the nostalgia of that is always going to trump whatever they have now. But I imagine kids these days have it pretty good. Because I don't think there's anything lamer than someone trying to scare you with a board game. <laughs> Risk. Risk. I don't think I know how to play Risk, though I have played it. I'm always, I, I, it's always one of those games where people are always explaining it to me as we go. <laughs> That's a douchey way to do it because the game doesn't take too much explaining it's not that complicated yeah but it's like military strategy (laughs) (laughs) so risk is a board game where you start out with a map of earth in most cases although there are variants um divided up into not not quite countries sort of regions um and you take turns occupying regions with your army, and then once all the land is taken, you distribute your armies, and then you begin trying to take over every single region on the planet. Um, and so it's a game mostly about controlling like vital ports. Like there are only so many regions that connect to other continents. 
and so you want to control that and then you can kind of take over continents and once you control a continent you get uh, a bonus army growth from that um i feel like the sort of defining trait of this game for me is i feel like it's like i feel like a lot of tension like personal tension arises out of risk because you actively have to attack other people like you could choose to attack someone else but like you're going after me and it's like why you gotta do that bro i thought we were friends oh yeah so i I feel like after every risk game i do just hate everybody i'm just like kind of in a bad mood which is why i haven't played it in a while because yeah you're right there's there's totally a social aspect to the game where you're like Look, I know you're doing your thing in North America, and I, and like I'm gonna be in South America, and like let's just leave each other alone, all right? We both got Australia to worry about, right? And then all of a sudden, as soon as you move all your troops out of Mexico, it's like, oh, you're gonna come up from South America. It's um, it's it's an interesting take on diplomacy and strategy because there's no secrecy to the game, right? Every you, like your game plan is is out there on the board everyone can see it uh unless you are somehow able to deceive your fellow players there is they're like cards right you can play like cards to get bonus troops or something but something like that that's not enough yeah gotta attack your friends gotta attack your friends i had a lord of the rings risk and it was like like our bullshit corporate sellout monopoly uh it was another like variant on a classic game that also changed the rules of the classic game and diminished the fun of it uh i believe the deal with lord of the rings risk was like on top of just playing a regular game of risk there's like also the fellowship is trying to take the ring to mount doom and if that happens the game ends and it's just like this added layer of bullshit to get this out of here i remember playing that game with you i don't remember that aspect in my memory i think we were just like fuck this let's just play Rift. probably <laughs> fuck the fellowship it's like a big like, sweet metal song fuck the fellowship fuck fuck i like that edition was it shawnee yeah that had like weird old countries in it i think that's all of them they have these odd like I don't know. I feel like they some still of, refer to like the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, I feel like some of them are countries that are still around, and some of them aren't. I don't know what the weird ones are. I can't remember. Just Yakistan. Yeah, there's one that Nancy always called. Uh, there's like one that Nancy always called Kamchaka Chaka. <laughs> I don't think that's how it was spelled. Uh, Trying to find a, a risk map so I can get a good look at. Look at this. Risk, of course, also is the the classic board flipping game, like where you just get quintessential. Where you just get so pissed at your friends for being dicks to you, <laughs> you're just <laughs> you're like it forever. No more. I remember I went to a birthday party once where someone got out of game of Risk, and it took the entire birthday party. <laughs> Like there were a ton of people there, so it wasn't a big deal. But for the, like four of us that played Risk, like 
we just played Risk for the whole time. This is like an outside, like, picnic party. <laughs> where, like, we got a picnic table and played Risk for, like, four hours and then went home. That's pretty cool. That's a baller move. But Nancy never did that. It's all sports. <laughs> Looking at a Risk map, too. Yeah, I got Yakursik Irkutsk. Kamchatka. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Kamchatka. Or Kamchaka Chaka. <laughs> Most things are just like Western United States, Eastern United States, Northwest Territory, Western Australia. Yeah, it's nothing too weird. What's the best, like, landmass here? What are we talking Australia. Why is that? You just build up Australia and roll out. Roll out! I might. Came to so, like, North America's a pretty good one because it's not as huge as Asia. But it's still pretty huge. But I'm I'm a Southern Hemisphere kind of guy. I could play Risk again. I feel like it's been a while. Seems like it would be fun. Or right, you guys are gonna need to explain it to me. It's not hard, in my memory. I mean, but doesn't it dice. seem like it should be hard? It's just because <laughs> maybe I'm getting it confused. With Stratego, maybe Stratego is hard. Okay, Stratego is that's a clusterfuck. Forget Stratego exists. <laughs> Can we get Halo Edition Risk? Wow. We also see Metal Gear Solid Risk. We should get like a sweet spinoff of Risk. Do they have twenty four? <laughs> oh my god! Or Seinfeld? <laughs> is that too meta? <laughs> I don't know. They played Risk on Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. You know, Scategories was once played on Curb Your Enthusiasm by Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Most incorrect way how to pronounce his name. Sick pronunciation, bro. <laughs> yes, Shaquille. I have a question, Shaquille. <laughs> Regular Shack Attack on that troop. Oh, categories. Trivial Pursuit's a different game. I'm having trouble tonight, guys. It's, it's been a long week. Scategories is great. You got a big ass dice with letters on it. and you Yeah, it's like a D20. Totally nice. Yeah, basically. It doesn't have any of the bullshit letters on it. So. Yeah, like... Probably like 20, 20 spots. And you roll it and you get a letter. And then you have these little lists and you gotta like. Uh, for each category come up with something that starts with the letter that was rolled so you know you get B you get famous athlete you know bare bonds there you go I feel like you do get double points if you if you do it twice with alliteration but we never do that for some yeah. reason even though I feel like it'd make the game way better is that, is that just too intense for it us? it just pisses me off thinking about it <laughs> this is a game that for some reason I feel like has caused a lot of um arguments mainly between me and nancy i don't know why he just pisses me off for some reason well it's because you have to you know go off of other people's judgment whether one of the words you use fits the category well enough <laughs> and some people try to bullshit their way through it i'm and... probably being too harsh on most of the things he's selected in the past the only one I can remember, I was thinking back to, I was like, I didn't need to dispute that. That's really, that's <laughs> fine. That's totally fine. There's electronic devices, and I remember he wrote electric fan, and I hated it because he used 
electric was in the word and he used it in his but it's like what the hell else you gonna write but for some reason everyone getting pissed off at that that was so i kind of get it though because like you could say anything's electric or electronic yeah it's an easy one it's a good combination to get like we call them electric fans like that's not a made-up phrase i know i know but i know that he was just like playing it easy pissed me off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to let him get away with this one. One I do remember was bullshit that I played in college. Um, this guy, his name's Thomas. He, it was a TV stars, and the letter was T. And he put Toby McGuire. Like, name one TV show he's been on. And he couldn't name it. He's like, well, he's just movies on TV. He's like, he's a movie star. And then yeah. we stopped playing. I'm guessing the spoils of Babylon hadn't come out. But it had not. Know. This is like 2011. Okay. But I just remember Pleasant, it was like so intense. Was a TV but this show is like, within a movie. I was taking this out on like someone I barely knew. But even then I was like, hey dude, that's not cool. And then like it killed the game. It like killed the momentum. How long I disputed that. Because like everybody else was like, this is how you play this game? Nobody cared, but I was like, hey, he is not a TV star. You could have written Ted Danson, okay? You wrote Tobin Maguire. You lose. It's just, it's this kind of movie trivia that you can use in the game Seen It, which is another video bold game. Although it's on DVD, so you know it can be randomized different every time. Uh, but it, it's also like Trailer Pursuit. I guess that's why we didn't. That's the real reason we didn't put Trivial Pursuit on here. It's because a lot of games steal <laughs> Trivial Pursuit idea. Um, but it's all about movies and getting across that board, and also watching clips from films and then being asked nonsensical questions following them like how many cups are in this scene from signs see that's the problem with it you'll get the questions are like all over the place you'll get genuine real movie tree questions and it's like how many times did lieutenant or dan blink or you know it's like bullshit (laughs) it's like i don't care what does that have to do with anything don't you want to know about Gary Sinise? I mean, I think the thing is, it's like they're trying to make a movie trivia game that's very accessible to everyone. But in doing that, you please not that many people. <laughs> it's just cool that it was like a DVD game. Like it was cool watching clips. But it's, by the same time, it's like it's not challenging to people who know about movies. It's only challenging for idiots. That's not fair. People that don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch a ton of movies. You're an idiot. I mean, but they're, like, very basic questions, and they're, like, very famous movies. It's never, like, we're going to play this clip from uh, Brief Encounter. <laughs> you know? Like, it's, it's always just, like, Forrest Gump and E.T. Or, or K-Pax. K-Pax. <laughs> For some reason, K-Pax. K-Pax. Maybe it came around at the same time. <laughs> Your produce was worth the, the triple O. <laughs> The seed reads the as, as K-Pax eats a banana with the skin on. <laughs> okay, Pax. How many times did Meet Joe Black bounce between the bones? <laughs> Twice. Twice, right? <laughs> it's funny that it's more than once. It's a great scene. That would be pretty great if they showed that scene. 
can see that. Like just spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I wreck it they just show like the penis from crying game that, that's the clip <laughs> the penis from boogie nights yeah the penis <laughs> just all the penis scenes <laughs> there aren't enough penis scenes i'm trying to find the end of meet joe black to confirm that it isn't is it is two hits it's a good i scene. feel like it could be three okay one no not yet one two two it's yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> it's not even like super fast. You're like, what did I see? It's like you can see it pretty well. Hit one, boom, he flies, and then he hits the windshield of a taxi and flips over the car. It's hilarious. And the background actors are like, whoa, shit. I think we've spread the word of this scene before, but there's another one that I don't know if you guys have seen this one. Have you guys seen the terrible CGI car crash from the movie In Time? Um, maybe. It's um. What is it's, the, What is in time? That's the one where Justin Timberlake is oh, like eternally young because yeah. of time. He's like, I gotta get that time. Pete Campbell's the bad guy. I need more time. They have a car crash in this movie where like they've decided to make it look like the car literally weighs like no pounds and it's not crashing <laughs> on Earth. Looks like a little toy. Looks like a little Hot Wheels going down the hill. <laughs> boing, boing. Yeah, that's really funny. I, I just watched it. I think that's right. And I'm watching it again and again. Whoa. So, for our, anyone who made it this far, go, go look at that scene. It's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. great. Let's talk about Scrabble. Uh, Scrabble, probably, probably, probably the board game I've played the most in my life. Uh, Definitely if you count Words with Friends, because Words with Friends has been going, like, basically as long as smartphones have existed, and, like, I've got a couple games going right now. (laughs) Oh. But, of course, Words with Friends is bullshit. Everyone knows why, right? Uh, You can just keep trying out phrases until they work. Yeah, you can just keep guessing gibberish letter combinations until one of them turns out to be an obscure word. In real Scrabble, when you play that, someone else can be like, that's bullshit. And then you'll have to look it up in the included dictionary, and you'll be like, damn it. The worst is when you put it down, and you're like, it's every word, they're like, what what does it mean? I've heard it before. (laughs) You know, it's the thing. (laughs) intense i like scrabble though i feel like most of the games we've played as a group of four of us has ended in basically the same way almost every time it's always the game starts out normal um nancy's trying out all these big combos me and con are putting down pretty bad (laughs) like three or four letter words (laughs) three letter words Dad. And Sean's playing normal. Sean's just kind of taking his time, looking over the board. And Nancy's like getting close to like taking the lead. And then Sean will like add something onto a word that's already on there and make it fucking huge. And like, they'll make a huge word with a whole bunch of points. And then Nancy will flip the board. Because <laughs> it's like, it's the fact that it took, takes Sean so long to make his move, which is really like a good way to play the game. <laughs> And I always liked watching it play out like that. It's just... 
never ready for it. But you should be. Shit. I, I definitely remember one of the times, like, I can't believe you just... We were playing this. You just flipped the board game. We can't play this game anymore. <laughs> I do remember you scolding Nancy like a child. <laughs> He's definitely What was the... What was the... What was the sweet edition of Scrabble that your family had? Was that an anniversary edition, or was that one yeah, of one like of the, one of the millennium edition? <laughs> no, it was like the fiftieth anniversary. Okay, but I remember we we bought it at Toys R Us, and it spun around like a lazy Susan. Mm-hmm. And my dad liked it so much, he like went and bought two more to give to my uh, my grandma and my aunt, who are both like Scrabble professionals. <laughs> Because it's just so convenient to have a board that spins so you don't have to just look at it sideways. And also it had the raised, like, leather like uh, letter holders. So, like, you, you couldn't do that thing where you try to tilt the board and all the letters just slide off. <laughs> it's They just thought of everything. And then we don't bring that with us on trips. We bring, like, travel scrabble. It just, it's just... It's magnetized, but it's doomed. It's doomed from the beginning. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just had a memory of being in the back of Colin's car and like trying to play Risk. I think Did that happened. Yeah, yeah. We set up a game. I was there too. I was probably sitting next to you. We tried to set up Risk and see, tried to see how long we could play. <laughs> which car um, was this? I don't know. This I don't know. First who's car. <laughs> yeah. Acura. That's such a we tiny got, car. We got the whole board set up with everyone on it, and then we went over the bridge, and it all fell apart. Probably after one move. I was amazed we got as far as we did. We set up the whole board. Oh. We were just like, let's not talk to Colin or engage. Yeah, I, us I have no recollection of this. Did you guys even mention to me that you're playing Risk? Or just like, you didn't notice we... there's a game of Risk going on. I mean, I have no car. memory of this, but. You really? It was a while ago. I guess it's me and Sean. We've got out the board and we put all the pieces on the entire board. And we're just like, shh, don't tell Colin. And Sean made his move and then boom. Keep your eye on the road, Colin. Nothing going on back here. What a weird thing not to know. There's a game of risk going on the back. I don't know. It's just funny. It's not like something you can really be like really sneaky about. No. I think a board game needs to be on a flat surface. I mean, you but, guys you probably know, have the box, box, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but some board games go beyond the board. Like Uno. Which mm. I don't remember how to play. Is this the only non-board game? We have Cards Against Humanity. Oh, that's right. We have a couple you know, card games. I don't remember how to play this, but I remember we had a camping trip where I picked it up and had a good time. Yeah, I've already forgotten. The one camping the one trip camping that the four of us went on together, I remember together. we played it a bunch. Had you played Uno, you played prior, Uno to that, prior to that, John? Did you Probably. Say, Although at the time, I definitely was like, how do you play this again? I feel like, okay. I feel like that may have been your introduction to it. I don't know. Could be wrong. If I recall, it was easy to pick up, though. It's pretty it's simple. It's simple. just like go fish, right? That's that's the card so, game. It's sort like. of. I mean, yeah. Well, you're putting cards down in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you put down a red one, and then the next player is like, I have to put down a one or a red card. Yeah. 
Oh, that's fun. And if you <laughs> that fun. can't, you have to pick uh, another card from the, the pile of cards. Oh, kind so you of got to like side. Yeah, and you, yeah, you're trying to get rid of them. You're trying to have no cards. Oh, that's cool. But but if you're down to one card and you don't say Uno, you have to draw another card. That's the little. That's where the name comes from. Wait, yeah. you, you, once you have one card, you have to say Uno? That's yeah. it? Okay. So everybody knows. You don't have to get sticks. rid of that card, you just have it? Yeah, because you, I mean, you still got to drop your one card. It's, it's very exciting. You say Uno, and everyone's like, oh, fuck. Like, I hope I don't accidentally play the color or number that he has that makes him win. Mm-hmm. And there are, man, there, there are also cards in there that are like reverse the direction or. Um, like pick two cards. Yeah, that's like the you, dickest one, like right? You. It's just like pick two, <laughs> and you just have to draw two cards. You can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. Unless you can play a pick two card of your own, and then the next player has to pick four. Don't spoil your parts. Kind of. I'm doing pretty good remembering Uno. Yeah. Any more? Any more than this, though? I might run out of <laughs> memories. Um, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty simple. Easy to pick up. Like I feel like that's kind of a problem with card games is that, like, you guys want to play Baccarat? And everyone says, no, I don't know how to play Baccarat, and I don't want to learn. <laughs> There's something about card games. I'm only going to play it this one time. <laughs> but, Sweet. There's, like, gun, Transformers Uno. Transformers 3 <laughs> Uno. <laughs> Dark of the moon. Dark of the moon. Uno's pretty sweet. Um, let's just—I think that's enough. Let's uh, let's uh, let's do the uh, the chopping. We got uh, fifteen on our list. We gotta get, we gotta have ten. Moncala. It's only played by ancient monks. Sure. Yeah. Let's let's give Moncala the Humpty Bump. Pretty and sure. nightmare because yeah. it's probably terrible. <laughs> you can only play it twice. You only play it twice. I can probably play it now, but only because it's been like Ten years. twelve years, <laughs> ten years maybe. I'm also bumping seen it because because it actually sucks. It's just kind of like a fun idea. Yeah, it's fun if you're like just getting into movies. You're like, I know oh, some yeah. of this stuff. I'm ready to show off. I can tell you that Christopher Nolan is the greatest director ever. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the questions. It's <laughs> only one right answer. Did you know that the song from Inception is just that classical song was like slowed down? <laughs> it sounded painful. We <laughs> gotta cut two more off the list. I was getting a pretty negative vibe from Clue. Even though it's awesome, yeah. and I first time I ever played it was on Shock Super Nintendo. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember playing that. You I, still had to fill out cards though. I remember playing that game the day we went to go see Zoolander. Whoa! <laughs> would have been like Weird, a dated bizarre memory. Would have been like a week after 911. The week after 911, we played Clue for Super Nintendo, and then went to Zoolander. I remember we came back and Reboot was on. That's all we could do to forget. And I remember Sean, your mom's like, "Do you guys know who John Voight is?" That was John Voight. <laughs> and the damn who John Voight was. 
Wow, we remember this day very vividly, apparently. It's weird, right? Yeah. That movie meant a lot to us. Um, nom, 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 nom. Cranium is it bullshit or does it or is it good shit? I don't think it's good shit. Probably uh, Game of Life maybe is bullshit. Yeah. Game of Life is bullshit. It's funny, but like it sets unrealistic expectations. <laughs> I actually sets like sadly realistic expectations. <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, you don't luck into a good birth. You're fucked. You gotta kill off one more. I thought we'd kill off Clue. You wanna kill off Clue? We got six, such negative vibes. Mm-hmm. Sure. I like I mean, it. It's not, right. it's just, it's just, I like it. It's just it's not one we really play. Not that chess is, but I feel like Sean, you're like chess is the greatest game ever made. It's like there wouldn't be games without chess. No, there wouldn't be games without Mancala. <laughs> Pretty much, but I know I only have so much sweat. I'll put chess at number 10 if you guys aren't comfortable yes. with it. I only like watching weirdos play giant chess at the mall. That's, oh god, that's a whole. So there's so many variations of chess we didn't even talk about. Like giant chess and street chess. 3D chess, yeah. Speed chess. Like Harry Potter chess. We talked about chess. Pawn Sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> but we weren't talking about chess when it came up. <laughs> That was part of our Toby McGuire discussion. He's a crazy racist. Also, Liam Schreiber. Really? Yeah. Well, then, what games have downsides to them on this list? I feel like. <laughs> I mean, Monopoly has, has a big one, one that it's a million hours long. Yeah, okay, let's put Monopoly at night. But I like but it. I, like I don't it. know. I don't know. I just. I don't know. It just it's just seems so classic. Little... I was going to say Cranium, but it has so much going on. You know, it's stolen all the best parts of other games. It's like that guy on Heroes who like steals people's powers. Sailor. Yeah. Does he like eat their brains or something? He does, but then later on he turns out to be a good guy. Planes went way, way, way downhill. <laughs> it went downhill so far. But cranium. Still good. And it's got all the powers. It's got all the powers. Okay. Um Senso <laughs> Sketch. Senso Sketch. These are all pretty good. I had fun. Yeah, sure. It's not as exciting. Well, I mean, when are we ever going to play it ever again? Maybe. No. I think out of all these, that's the one I want to play the least of the remaining. You could only play catchphrase now if you're just like sorting through the old closet and then just falls out. You're like, oh yeah, catchphrase. Or if like everyone else is like laying down and like you guys want to play a game and they're like, yeah, but we don't want to get up. I feel like you have you're to get up, though, to hand it to the other players. You're just tossing it, Colin. Just toss it, or you're just putting it on, like, a Roomba. Oh, my God. They should, like, it's basically the same shape as a Roomba. Mm-hmm. The one competent Roomba. Catchphrase. Catch um, These are all good. Should we go from our favorite? No, that's not any easier. Sucks. Which one of these do you want to play the least right now? 
Monopoly. Yeah. Well, I just you you can't so get me to play like, Monopoly. Anymore. The thing about Cranium, besides it being Frankenstein, uh, is that you need like six people. Oh fuck! That's a yeah, big damn. That sucks. It's an operation. It's so much setup, like not set up the game per se, but like socially. <laughs> If you're playing Cranium, that's all you're doing tonight. <laughs> Put Cranium at eight for inconveniencing my life. You gotta invite over a bunch of people you hate just so you can play Cranium. Oh, they all suck. <laughs> Those assholes. Have you ever made that choice? Like, I want to do something, so I'm going to spend time with people I hate. Mm, that's an interesting question but I don't think I have I hate people so much (laughs) (laughs) I would almost always pick not hanging out with people I don't know as well you know I'd I'd always pick just being by myself or something as sad as that may sound I think it depends on the ratio Oh god, it's like a big group and like I know like one person, but I'm not sure I'm really gonna talk to them that much. <laughs> That's the worst. It's the blurst. Okay. Okay. So cards against humanity, monopoly, pictionary, risk, category, scrabble, Uno. I don't play Uno that much. I don't think I've played it since that camping trip we were talking about. (laughs) I would say Uno and Cards Against Humanity, the two card games, are the ones that are, you know, do we put card games in the top five? Cards Against Humanity, I feel like it's such an integral part of us hanging out even today. I'm not saying it's the best game, but it's really one where we can express our creativity and enjoy as adults. It, it had a, a long slumber period and then we brought it back I specifically so we could custom college. create cards. That's, now I only nice. want to play with custom cards. <laughs> and you know, that's been a part of the game since the beginning too, so I don't think you can really count that against I mean, like, like when it was kickstarted they were like, here's the template for cards. Go print your own, dummy. I mean, when we played last time and it's what was the worst thing that happened in the sauna or that you saw in the sauna and when I saw Sean's dad tackling Sean... <laughs> thinking that happened in the sauna it's pretty great things don't get much funnier than that alright well then what do you put at number 6 um did I click away from the list shit oh no here it is um I don't play I don't really know how to play risk Risk or Scrabble or Pictionary. I don't play Pictionary that much. I feel like there's no need to play Pictionary ever since we got those sweet Jackbox games. Oh yeah, Pictionary is so obsolete. I I like the idea of let's let's look. I think that's I think you I think you're getting it. Scrabble, Risk, Pictionary, and then. That, that could be like our lower tier. You could put Scrabble that... and Pictionary lower because they're both like so obsolete today with a lot of apps and like online games we have. Yeah. You could put yeah. Risk higher than those because there's still not anything quite like Risk. I mean, they're strategy games, but still there's something unique about playing it. 
people, but I feel like the app versions of like Scrabble and like that Jackbox drawing game is better. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna put that Risk It Four, Scrabble Five, Pictionary Six. Yeah. So that leaves us cards, Monopoly, categories. I'm surprised Monopoly's made it so high, considering it seems like you guys kind of hate it. Yeah, but it's like it's like the ultimate board game. <laughs> it's got the most mythology, besides maybe Clue. I think you got to put it at three, though. I think you got to go Cards Against Humanity one. It's too damn funny. But, but, but. Yes. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Scategories, it's all on you and your brain to be funny. Cards Against Humanity, it's just like some jerks on the internet are making jokes for you. I mean, now we've started writing our own cards, and I feel like we might take that a step further. Open up a whole new way to play. Categories, I agree, but I think that was the same thing about apples to apples. It's only funny if you made it funny. Um, but it is a it is a good point. But if I wanted to play one right now, I'd probably pick Cards Against Humanity. All right. Well, we've heard John's opinion. Obviously, my opinion is the reverse. Colin, breaker of ties. Yeah, I'd go with Cards Against Humanity at one. I mean, that's the only card or board game I can remember like playing and it just felt like this changes everything this category is pretty fun but I wouldn't put it number one well okay so maybe it's time I order like Dominion and <laughs> Sounds of Catan and Carcassimi Look, I'm sure there are worlds of uh, board games out there that we're not tapped into some Ticket to Ride going but uh, we don't have that experience right now, and we had to get 99 da- done so that we could do 100. So We don't know what we're talking about, but here's the list. Our top 10 tabletop games. Number 10, Chess. Number 9, Catchphrase. Number 8, Cradium. Number 7, Uno. Number 6, Pictionary. Number 5, Scrabble. Number 4, Risk. Number 3, Monopoly. Number 2, Scategories. And number 1, Cards Against Humanity. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It's called Top 10 Thursdays, but you can find it on iTunes by searching for Mildly Please. That's because we do other shows sometimes, even though lately we've been doing one podcast a month. But you can look for shows like Pitching Tents and Street Police on the internet if you search for MildlyPleased.com or on iTunes if you search for Mildly Pleased. Thank you so much for listening. I can't believe this went two hours. I'm so sorry. We'll speak to you. One for the road